Wagwan peeps, it's Venom, what you saying? Alongside my home slice, Dammy to the Zane. When she and I get together on the poddy, ask anybody, the vibes are insane. Join our family and feel free to come by. Be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Yeah. New drop on the way every Monday at 6. Tune in and come see what we unpick. <laughs> Hey, hello, hi, peeps. It's your home slice, Dami Zane in the building. Welcome back to the Unpicked Podcast Show. I'm here with my co-host, podcast bestie and that. Buffing and that. Office and that. What are you saying? Put your V's up what? and that. Is that mm. you? Man's kicking out the mic. Wow, yo. the gas is gassing. <laughs> I'm too ex- I'm gassing, yeah. Gas. So gas would even say his name, Venom. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. I I will be the one they call Venom. He'd be the one. So basically, we're back again. We're back again mm-hmm. with another episode for Dope. you. It's gonna be a good one today. We're gonna be, as usual, we'll have a game at the start, you know, lighten the mood and that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And we're going to move into What's Hot. We saw the Thor movie this weekend, so we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk a little bit about a couple albums that we've listened to this week. Brent, Burner Boy, um, and also an upcoming movie that's coming out for the culture. I'm not going to say too much about that. going to have to wait and see. We're also going to talk about... Um, some stuff going on in the government in the UK right now, as well as a little bit of a Love Highland UK update, <laughs> followed by the main topic, which would be about cancel culture. Anyway, let's get into it, okay? <laughs> Listen, so I was, um, I was a bit flustered. I was in a bit of a panic on the way home. This is what I was going to tell mm. you earlier. I didn't even remember the this or that because I was dealing with stress. I got into work this morning, sat at my mm. desk, said hi to my colleague, mm. started doing small, small work. My stomach went, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, what we, what we say it, isn't it? Um, and then it was like, no, I'm calm. I'm just letting you know, innit? Like, I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. No worries, no worries. <laughs> Carried on doing my thing, got to lunchtime, went out, got some nice lunch, sat in the sun, enjoying all of that kind mm. of stuff. Went back to work, working, no pressure. Mm. Got on the train to come home. I said, hey. My son was like, yeah. So obviously, remember earlier, like, well, I'm back you know again. I yeah, I was like, oh, like, say so swear. Like, how long have I got? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you go home in it? But just, just know, in it. I was like, okay, cool. Got off the train. Hey. <laughs> Stress. So I had to take my headphones out. In this heat, you must have been sweating. In this heat. Different sweat. Different sweat. Oh, no. And you know, like, the closer you get to home, yeah, the more pressure. The more more pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I was under pressure. The walk home from the station is like a good 10 minutes. I was, the pressure just mounted. So, yeah, I wasn't even ready. By the time I was ready, this or that was not even on my brain. It's only because my wife said to me, oh, so what are you not talking about wow. today? And I was like, what are we? Ooh, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Wait a second, Jer. So when you needed extra time to, to, to come on set. I was cooling down. I, I see, was cooling down, I boy. see, I see. I was cooling down. Yeah, man, I had to do the, 
I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's hot out here, guys. Like, I just need to do a quick. Oh, I'm sweating already. It is hot. Nice. I don't care. You guys gotta it see the hot. truth. This is the truth. This is the real. This is real life. Okay. It's true, actually. For our viewers who are not from oh the my UK God. or maybe from like further up in the country, I don't know what your temperatures are, but today we was dealing with like 31 degrees, which is a lot for London. Yo. So um, everyone's feeling it. It's, it's, it's hot. It's hot out here. But enjoying. But yeah, man. This or that. Are you ready? I, I finally got one. That I'm, I'm like, it's not sex. <laughs> and I'm proud. <laughs> Don't worry, you're not, you're not shagging oh, anybody. Thank God, because, you know, your girl out here is a virgin in that, so. <laughs> there's no sex scandals, there's no tapes. It's just simply Praise music. God. You can be purely Praise virgin. Praise God, because okay? I am, I am purely week. virgin, yes. <laughs> right. So, um, I, the way I put it was like, this is another universe, isn't it? Because some of these scenarios, situations, they're like not realistic mm. because of... Mm timelines mm. but it'll make okay. sense so in another universe mm. you run your own music label dummy and the zanes yeah and in this alternate universe you get to remake destiny's child so beyonce's already there kelly's already there but you don't have the third member this is the three member destiny's child not the not the original yeah so as a four sorry fourth as the third member, who do you sign? Aaliyah or Tidra Moses? Aaliyah. Okay. So, a young rapper by the name of Missy Elliott comes to you looking to make her debut album. But in this universe, Timberland doesn't exist. So who do you get to produce her debut album? Is it Dr. Dre? Or... Pharrell Williams. Pharrell Williams. Okay. So business is going good. And you're saying to yourself, yep, I like the roster. Maybe one male rapper, soloist, and we're done. Two rappers approach you wanting to do their, their debut projects with your label. Who do you sign? Andre 3000 or Kendrick Lamar? Andre 3000. Okay. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, and I'm happy with my selection. Oh. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm pretty. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty much mm -hmm. there. I'm, I'm in. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. No, but it's not about you. One that, but it's um, not about you. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. It's about me. So, guys, we went and watched Thor Love and Thunder this weekend. Well, actually, this weekend for us, by the time you lot see this, it would have been out for a, yeah, a good week and a bit. Week and a bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. Yeah. We went to see it together this time. So yeah, Venom. It's been a good. It's, mm -hmm. it's been about. It's been. It's been a few days since you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. How you feeling about it? Loved it. Loved it. 
I was telling people, I still haven't even messaged the boys actually, but the people I saw at work, I was like, yeah, for love and thunder, you know, because you know you get into like very trivial conversations at work yeah. and you just got to talk about stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, for love and thunder, amazing, hilarious, take the kids, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's give it all that. Yeah, sick film, man. Bear jokes. Bear. So I saw some reviews, yeah, on um, Twitter yeah, and yeah. other places, buffing. Yeah, yeah. And... I was <laughs> feeling myself. I need to have a little buff moment. Please continue. It's not. It can't be me every week, so I get it, you know? Yeah, so I saw some mixed reviews on the mm. socials, innit? Some people didn't like it. And some people were like, it was all right. But no one was saying, oh, it was really good. Okay. So I went in thinking it's not going to be that great. But I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Like, if I'm going to compare it to any other Thor movie, it's just as good as all the other Thor movies. Like, Thor's, the Thor movies are not serious. They're always comedic. So I don't expect it to be serious. I mm. get it. Some of the jokes might have been on the, a little bit on the cheesy side. But I appreciated that. I loved it. I, I loved actually, it. I'll go as far as to say that it's better than all the other four movies, personally, for mm, me. I don't know if it's better than the first one. I definitely think that it was better than Ragnarok. I'm trying to, I can't remember the first one. I can't remember what the story of the first one was. That's why you probably feel like this is the best one. I'll watch it again. I've got Disney+. Plus. I'll watch it again. But yeah, as far as I recall... For me, anyway, most enjoyable because it was flipping hilarious. I loved it. I loved the story behind it, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, really good story. The message behind it was, I think, was nicely done. It mm. wasn't done in a cliche way, in my opinion. So, you know, I really enjoyed it. I think if you're looking for a more serious movie, it's... it's okay, if you've seen Doctor Strange, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange by now, I'm judging you big time. But even Doctor Strange had elements of cheesy banter. Yeah, Like, really cheesy banter. Spider-Man, the same thing. So Thor wasn't any different. So I don't know what people were expecting when people are criticising it for the comedic element of Mm. the film, um, personally. Um, And there was a lot of reference to the LGBTQ plus community in this one. Yeah. As well. Um, they brought in a bit more Greek mythology as well, mm-hmm. um, yes, which is. I actually enjoyed because it wasn't, they didn't bring it in in a very serious way. They brought it in in a comedic way. Um, I did go home and pray, guys. I did go home and pray after this one because, yeah, <sighs> you know, you know me. There were yeah. some things in there that just didn't sit right with my, me and my faith. So I went home and prayed. But it wasn't as peak. It wasn't as bad as Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, I was really like inside the cinema as the film I mean, was going. Yeah. I There's felt definitely like gonna... they were on par in terms, of, in terms of some of that nature of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they were on par. But this film was just hilarious man that's the only way i can review this thing there's a lot of action it is a thor movie yeah i don't know why every time i i think of thor movies i do think them to be action and serious Mm. and then i watched this 
And that one thing I was not expected to do was just be laughing. And I was laughing my head off because it's so No, Venom, Venom was Venom was cackling. They were just bare jokes, man. And they're like yeah. all different levels. Like some of them are nuanced jokes. Some of them are literal jokes. Bare. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can't wait to watch it again. Was it three months or something? Then it comes out on Disney Plus. As soon as yeah, I, I will Disney watch Plus, it again. I'm watching it again. I will watch it again. I will watch it again. Absolutely will. Absolutely will. And it's definitely one for the kids. It's one that the kids yeah. can watch, and mm-hmm. it's one that parents can enjoy as well. Um, there could have been a bit more character development for the for the villain. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but that being said, because I mean, out of the both of us, you knew the backstory of the villain. I didn't mm-hmm. so much, and I still feel like I got the essence yeah. of it. Even though I haven't spoken to you now, <laughs> it's deeper. I know it? it's, it's deeper. deeper, but I still caught the essence of the per- of the villain's backstory and yeah. their motivation behind becoming a villain in the first place. So, um, yeah, man, guys, if you haven't watched it already, what are you waiting for? You might as well. Something else that came out in the last week or so was Brent's album. Did, did you listen to it? I did indeed. Had a very um drive heavy weekend so i put on a print and a brent album not that it would have been my first choice but i did put it on yeah i was um i was presently surprised it was a nice album yeah the the, um skits got annoying i do actually like skits but they did get a bit annoying to uh, a point not that they weren't like good i just didn't really care about the story like after after about two of them or three i was like yeah yeah Yeah, i was over it yeah, yeah, I also feel like I mean Brent's supposed to give you that toxic, toxic boyfriend vibe. Mm. He's meant to give you that. He's meant to be. He's for the. He's for the toxic mandem. Yeah, yeah? For the streets. It's for the streets. Streets. Street. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I behave this way. Sorry, I'm not sorry. This is what makes it entertaining. Sorry, not sorry. Get with it. Scrap, scrap. Yeah. Um, I definitely think he came with the tox- uh, toxicity in this album. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be playing it over and over again. Not with them skits, so, no, no way. Nah, I'd be skipping the skits because I can't. Um, but yeah. Oh, Burner Boy. Burner Boy came out of an album th- yeah. the last week as well. Mm-hmm. So did you get to listen to that? I did. Same drive. What did you think? <laughs> Same drive. <laughs> that was a long drive, um, boy. <laughs> it was very long. It was very long. Um, yeah, cool. It's a cool album. There was some tracks on there. I feel like with both of those projects, they released singles and the singles are still like my favourite kind of songs. There was like probably one yeah. other song that I heard on the Burner Boy album that I didn't hadn't yet heard that I was like, oh, that's mm. quite nice. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, I felt the same way. I was quite disappointed with this album. I went like I, I wasn't disappointed. I was just like, yeah, I was, cool. I was because he brought out the he brought out the well, like Kilometer. Um, was on there, but I'm not really a kill. I'm not really a Kilometer oh, fan. Not? To be okay. fair, no, 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 I'm not. Um, but the one with the Tony Braxton sample, that's yeah. a bit of me. And I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That one, I, that one's gassed me. It's gassed the whole of TikTok. Like everyone's gassed, and I kind of thought, you know, I mean, Kilometer is still a good track. It's still one of the best ones on the album. Mm-hmm. Alongside um, the Tony, I can't remember the, the, the title of the. Is it Shio? Is it Ivan Shio? That's the one with something. It's, I don't think it's called Shio though, but yeah, that's that. That's that one. Yeah. And then Last Last as well. That's a vibe. No, that's the one. It's called Last Last. It's called It's called Last. Oh, is that Last. how it starts? Yeah, with yeah, the speaking, yeah. And then it goes to the Tony Braxton part. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dying. 
Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, it goes, it goes, it done past last, last. Now everybody yeah. got your breakfast. Shayo. Shayo. That's my Shayo. sister. I'm singing to you. Shayo. Yeah. Um, Go on. <laughs> he had, what did he have? He had that one with the, I didn't know that he bought that or that that was his track. Yeah, the one that, with the Squid Games. The one games. with Squid Games. I was yeah. surprised because I was in the shower I when like, I was listening to it. Oh, I was I, yeah. I was in the shower, guys, when I was listening to it. I was actually listening to it while I was getting ready to meet up with Venom to go and watch Thor, right? Mm. And so I'm in the shower. I'm going like, okay, this is a vibe. All right, cool, cool, cool. And then I just hear the theme tune. Exactly. And I was like, hold on a second. Did he buy the track? Because he must have bought it from the person that remixed it for you TikTok. Buy, but the thing is, you he have to clear have... it twice. You have, to, you have to buy it from the producer and then you have to clear the sample with Squid Games as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mad. But you know, on the last, last track here, mm-hmm. apparently he pays 60% of whatever he makes goes yeah, to Tony yeah. Braxton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because her vocals wow. in the track as well. It's like, it's her yeah. track. And... Her vocal is in it. It's not just yeah, production, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, saying all of that to say, I think the album was mid. Didn't really love it. I know he's already putting out um, promo for like a concert of some sort for that album. I will okay. not be buying a ticket and I will not be attending. If someone wants to get me a ticket for free, then yes, I will attend. But as for my own money, no, I will not be buying um, tickets to go see um, a concert for that album. Yeah, but it's going to obviously have songs from the other albums, though. Mm, yeah, but I've seen I've seen Burner. Oh, okay. So it, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So Burner mid, Brent mid, Chris Breezy. Brown mid, 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 mid. Yeah. So yeah, there is a movie coming out soon, which I don't know if people if it's had a lot of traction in terms of trailers and stuff. But Venom put me on, and now we are putting you on. So, Venom, yeah, take boy. it away. So, last week, got the drop in the family group chat. I was like, oh, what's this? Film is called The Woman King, featuring Viola Davis. And why did I start this? And I don't remember my man's name. Wow. But featuring Viola Davis and my man, I press play. It's looking like Wakanda. Forever and a day, if you know what I'm saying, like because it it's not good. it's not Marvel, but it's Wakanda though. It's it's Wakandaing. It's Wakandaing. In the Wakanda, it's, it's, mm. give, it's giving. You know, it's giving. It's giving forever. Do you know what I mean? It's giving woman warrior. Yeah. Do you know like people that understand that know and understand African history? They would know that in before slavery times or even during the slavery times, there was a lot of like female warriors that Mm. came together and like literally it was like armies of women that were fighting on behalf of their nations. And the premise of the film is exactly that. Mm. So, you know, for once, not only do we have a female lead in this space in terms of like leading an army, leading a a battle, but it's also from the Af- an African woman in an, mm. from an African country, bringing in the, the African artifacts and history and and all of that. So if you're like Venom and I, that's very into the culture. Mm. When we talk about culture on this podcast, we're talking culture. Do you know what I mean? Culture. If you're into the culture, and yes, I did rub my skin to show you what I mean by culture. If you're into the culture, I would 100%, 100% 
go and check out the trailer for Woman King on for YouTube, sure. right? And then we go and check it out. Yeah, we we we. This might be one where we're like, peeps, like bring yeah, it out yeah, to yeah. the yeah, bring it out to the family, you guys at home, wherever you're listening or watching, and be like, do you want to hook up with Venom and I and go watch the movie as a group? Mm-hmm. Let's do this because this one. I might even wear a show before this. I might hey. come out in my Ankara and wear some materials. Same, yo. I might have to yo. do this. It's about yeah. to be another Wakanda in this place. Yeah, it might actually be a vibe. I might do it. I might do it. But do you know what? Yeah, the only thing, and this is my critical mind never stopping, yeah? Okay, yeah. I watched the trailer, loved it yeah. for everything you just said, and that's why I shared it, because I was like, oh, this is going to mm-hmm. be sick. But then the only other thing that it made me think of and I've got to watch the film to really get to the point of, of, of a decision on this. But I was like, yeah. is it a trap? And the reason why I say is it a trap is because it's, it's female focus, it's female lead, it's yep. female warriors. And I'm like, wait, is this trying to reignite the woman, the black woman, sorry, to not chase soft life and to be the strong black woman that's independent, don't need no man? Like, is that what we're doing? Or are we just doing dope storyline that happens to be... Do you know what I mean? I didn't even think of that. And I'm going to have to watch the trailer again. Where my mind just went in two different directions. I was like, what are we doing here? Like, Because <laughs> I want to just enjoy it. I like that I'm you like, mentioned that. I like that uh, you mentioned that. And I think we will put a pin on it because we won't know until we watch it. Exactly. And best believe... I mean... I've forgotten when it comes out. Let me get my phone. I think out, it was guys. September twenty second. You know, I think we got a couple months before it comes out, right? Yeah, let, let me, me just go. double check as well. Turn my volume. Down yeah, yeah, yeah. September twenty second. Yeah, yeah. September. Right. See, the I date... can't remember nothing, but I can remember the day this random film comes. <laughs> I mean, the trailer is wicked. Yeah. So yeah, September. We will put something out there yeah, on the ma'am. socials. To invite people to come mm-hmm. with us and we can go as a group. We are family guys. We didn't we ain't playing when we say that. Come together, watch it as a group, and then we can we'll talk of course we'll talk about it. Have a little sit down matter about it. Do you know what I mean? I hope it's not I hope it's not doing that because black women you know what? Let's watch it before yeah, we talk about we'll all see, of we'll that. See, and we'll that, see. and if if it's not even like that, we'll definitely do a topic about soft life and the angry black woman or strong mm, black woman narrative mm, because I got a lot to say, as you lot can imagine. Um, but no, good point. I didn't think of that at all. But we'll we'll put a pin in it and we'll come back to that. Hot topics. This one's not even funny, but you know I'm always smiling, no matter the subject. Um, Mr. Bojo, Mr. PM, you know, man like, oh, uh, 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 stay at home, don't, don't go, to, go to work, don't go to work. Yeah, the prime minister <laughs> is gone, step down. He's out. Can you do that impression? What? <laughs> where he, can you do the impression, but can you do it from the, basically the narrative that I want you to portray is him okay. lying that there wasn't a house party over Christmas when the oh, whole man, nation I can't was in lockdown. the lyrics. He had specific lyrics. He was like, uh, Oh, and go on. <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's the pompous nature, but now I'm thinking of it. I'm not gonna do it good. But like, uh, uh there was no parties in number 10. It's still a nice man. 
Uh, you know. I have not seen an impression like that done as well as that. So that's how he does it, man. No, that's how he that, talks. that was fantastic, fantastic content. <laughs> man, like Boris, man like Boris is on his way out Bojo. of Parliament, and I'm going to give you guys a bit of backstory because I'm not sure if everyone will even know the story. So basically, he hired someone. I'm not going to go into details. I'm going to keep it real short. He hired someone who has a background in. Uh, sexual abuse just say how it okay, is okay i definitely don't know this story yeah i'm listening yeah well. he he hired someone either in his cabinet or something like that mm-hmm. with this history that he was aware of um when it came out that this person had this history mm-hmm. he lied that he didn't know then later on he admitted that he knew but he forgot at the time that he hired them oh yeah obviously so what had happened was MPs were like in his from his own party were dropping like flies. Oh yeah, literally I saw that. dropping, dropping like flies. Like um, no man's business. Like I think thirty three or it was thirty three or thirty seven. One of I can't remember the exact number, but around that number of MPs dropped out, as in stepped down, mm-hmm. as in were like peace out. I'm, we ain't working with no him. <laughs> yeah, I'm not about that life. Um, as it was getting closer and closer to like the 30s number, Boris was like basically refusing to leave. He was like, no, I'm not going nowhere. I mean, this guy has stuck around for quite a few scandals now over the pandemic till now. And he's just not stepped down. Um, Mm -hmm. But when a high number of MPs had left around the 30 mark, he was like, yeah, okay. Now he announced that he was going to resign and then he then resigned, gave a speech and was like, yeah, I'm resigning. He still hasn't relinquished his seat though because he says that he's going to stay there until somebody else is appointed. So now um, I think there's about five or six. I don't know anybody. I can't remember exactly. Um, but there's a few people from the Conservative Party that have yeah. stepped up and said that they're in the they're in the running for uh, Prime Minister, mm-hmm. and so now it's not. That, I mean, there's not going to be a general election, election, but the MPs will probably decide out of the people that have put themselves down for the running who they think is most who they think would be do a good job. It's a mixed bag. We've got a Nigerian girl in there. We've got um, two Asian guys and then obviously the typical Caucasians I in the running. I have not seen anybody in the running apart from Rishi Sunak. And There's a girl called Kemi as well. Kemi, is that the There's Nigerian girl? There's a girl called girl? Kemi. Yeah. yeah, the Nigerian girl called Kemi. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm just happy that Preeti Patel is not in the running. To be honest. I mean... And the thing is, one thing I want to say, yeah, just before I give it over to you, Venom, to hear mm, what you've got mm. to say, but in the UK, we don't vote for prime ministers. So people get so bogged down on who it is that's sitting in the seat. But in the UK, you vote for a party, not the prime minister itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I that. think people... Yeah. Um, the party do that. Um, and... It's totally different to like, say, in Nigeria where you have a figurehead and everyone's voting for that person or in America, the same thing. Here, mm. it's the party you're voting, either you're voting for whatever party it is and then, you know, they would the party itself would have delegated who they want to head them. Mm. And the reason why I, I, the reason why I find that, the reason why I've highlighted it is because irrespective of whether it's Boris there or not, 
the conservative party is still going to be heading the country, yeah. still going to be leading the country. And so their policies and what they want to do is exactly what's going to happen, basically. And it's until we vote conservatives out, if that's what you believe in and that's what you, you know, what you want to do, that we're going to get a different party that brings something new to the table. Um, so whilst Boris is on his way out, so long as the conservative party is still leading the country, don't think that we're going to see much change in all honesty. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. But <laughs> Belen, what do you think? So um, somebody was celebrating him leaving and they, they mentioned it to me. And I said, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm very apathetic when it comes to politics anyway, because it's not what it's presented as. Mm. don't really believe in democracy that that they call it i don't believe it's democracy mm -hmm. but anyway i just said it's like yeah when they said oh yeah bojo's leaving i was like yeah but it's like putting a new sock on the same foot like it's exactly i wouldn't celebrate that like you still got the same foot <laughs> you know what exactly I mean? yeah so yeah i mean he came and did what he had to do like boris he did damage it Boris did what he wanted, to, what he came to do, and the reason why I say that is because back when we were deciding on Brexit, mm. whether to stay, whether to remain or to leave, he originally was on the remain side, yeah. and then somehow he managed to switch to leave, and then I feel like he knew. I mean, it was all strategic in it. Like he switched mm -hmm. to leave, leave side, the country stupidly, and I'm open about that in my beliefs in that stupidly voted to leave by a margin but still mm -hmm. then obviously man like david cameron had to step down well i don't know if he had to but he stepped he down because i thought he i think he i think the thing is i think he was embarrassed by I, do you know what i think yeah i think david cameron didn't think that the country would vote to leave i thought he thought i'll give you guys a referendum but it's going to be remain and everything's going to be blessed but because the country voted to leave and that's not what he wanted because he was on the Remain side. Mm. He was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do those negotiations. Peace out. I'm out. He left. Then obviously we had, what's her name? Theresa Maybe. Oh, sorry, Theresa May. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and I forgot about Theresa, you know. Yeah. And she, I mean, she left crying. She left Parliament crying. Literally, she couldn't get us the deal that we needed. Well, the best deal possible anyway from mm. the negotiations for Brexit. Usher in Boris. Boris was able to produce that. He was able to to do that. I don't think anyone that voted Remain would ever be happy with whatever negotiation or the outcome of any negotiation for Brexit because we didn't want to leave in the first place. Mm -hmm. But that being said, he did what he needed to do. And that was exactly that. That's what he was ushered in for. Then along comes COVID, which is happening alongside Brexit and the, all the negotiations, especially at the beginning. And I mean, we're still in this phase at the moment where we're not totally... We haven't totally, like we're in this interim phase at the moment mm -hmm. um, with Brexit. So, yeah, he came to do what he had to do in that time. It's just that, obviously, because Boris is a nonce, in my opinion, um, a lot of scandals meant that man's got to step down now. It's all timing anyway, because him leaving now, like he'll be out of that seat before October then that's when they'll, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, remove the cap on the, on the inflation rates, and then you'll see the rise, and then it won't be attributed to him, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. Someone else will have to deal with it. It's all like a yep. game. Like even those um, allegations against that person that he's, uh, you know, from the cabinet that he's employed. Yeah. Yep. He probably employed them with that being their sole purpose. Is well, when I need to get out, like that's the story that's gonna come out. That's the story. And that's yeah. Where I then. Like, these people are playing chess, man. It ain't checkers. It's different. 
it's different, different yeah. the game it's very play. strategic it's so very very strategic top nonce so the fact that a top nonce like him can be in a position like that and 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 just ignore like you know what they say like read the room this guy did not mm. read the room for years and he's 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 running the room <laughs> he's doing absolute wahala to everybody and um yeah that like Boris Johnson to me encapsulates the level of white privilege I want to have in my life where everyone Absolutely. around me can be like no you're terrible at this job you're da 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 and I'm like yeah fam I'm staying like stay. yeah I'm still here and there's nothing you can do about it <laughs> like I'm legit. gonna do more legit I'm gonna do, yeah yeah, yeah. I'm like, and you bruv stay at home but I'm gonna have a party <laughs> I'm gonna like, have a party. I'm gonna lie about it blatantly. There was pictures of everything, video footage of man at the party. Man blatantly lied. I didn't know. He did it. Said, like I didn't shaggy. know. Man was like, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And they're like, no, it's you. It's you. That like, okay? It wasn't me. Like, but I didn't know. I wasn't allowed to do that. Rob, you made the rules. Love Island. Yeah. Talk to me, boy. So then, has finally allowed me to talk about Love Island. So, um, <laughs> I'm so happy. <sighs> Love Island this year, it is banging. It's not been this good for, I would say, two, three years. Okay. The viewer, the viewing apparently has been like skyrocketing. Like it's been on point. It's more fast paced. The people that they've got in there, the scandals are scandalous. And you don't watch it. So I'm going to bring, clips, man, but yeah. you catch the clips. Catch I'm going to tell you a little bit about what's been going on. Yeah. And I want your opinion on something yeah, from a man's on, perspective. Okay. So we have, um, we had India and Dami. So yeah, yeah. obviously Dami's a Nigerian guy. Um, India, I'm not sure where she's from, but she's a black girl from mm. London. Boom, boom, dark skin ting. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. beautiful yeah, Missy, girl. Miss Yar, you seen her, innit? She mm. peng, right? She peng. I can't say that. I can't say that. She buff. Just, just hold up the, the this thing. Yeah, man. That's what she is. Right. So, yeah, sorry, married man. My bad. I yeah, say yeah. it. She's peng. <laughs> She's peng. She's peng. But that um, so, them two, yeah, them two were, like, coupled up. And they had a really good, like, story, like, it just seems like they clicked. It was almost mm-hmm, like a, mm-hmm. the, the beginnings of a fairy tale. Like, oh my God. They, and they were both coupled up with different people, but they seemed to just really get on. And and then like, their two people that they were coupled up with got voted out and then they were able to like get together. So they got together and mm-hmm, people were really rooting for this couple. People forgot that that Dami's a Nigerian man. Right. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that. Yeah. Because there's a Nigerian man again in this country right now. I don't know about anywhere else, but in the UK, listen. <laughs> so people forgot. It was a love story. People thought this could be the black couple that wins Love Island UK because we've never mm, had a black couple mm, win the mm. Black Island, uh, black, black Love Island, Island. <laughs> Black Island. <laughs> we wish Black Love Island. No, we've never had a we've never had a black person win. Black couple win Love Island. We've had a mixed person win with a white guy, mm-hmm. but we've not had a black couple. Who's so that, for Amber? Black Love, yeah, Amber. So we were like, do it for the black love, right? Mm. So anyway, there's this thing called Casa Amor. I don't know if you know about it. Is so that basically, the show what they after, do, or that's the no. other place. Let, let me tell you, yeah, exactly. Let me give the tea. I love that I can talk to you about it because you don't know anything, so I can just give you the tea. I know. So I know anyway, general stuff, man. So there's yeah. So there's Dami in India. They were like loved up. We thought these were the ones. They're gonna win it. Everyone, even white people, were backing it. Mm. 
Mm. And I say even white people because normally it's the black community that backs the black couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even white people seem to love them. And then we have Jackson Page. Now, Jax is he's an interesting character. He's an ex of one of the girls that's in the house. Right. But she's coupled up with someone else. Mm-hmm. And Paige was struggling to meet someone or get like get someone to like like someone that was interested in her. Then she meets Jax. Jax comes in. They seem to hit off in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But he can be a bit... He People think he's problematic because he said some things that you don't say to someone you're dating. So, for example, oh, okay. um, he told her to F off one time. Okay. So she be well, the situation was they there's this heart rate challenge where oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. danced so sexy and it was lit. Oh my god, even my heart was racing for the girls, not the boys though, because I feel like when boys do stuff like that, it's a bit cringe. But it's the girls, cringe. I was like, I was like, this is hot. The girls came and brought it. Mm. Anyway, his heart raced for somebody else, yeah, and yeah, she yeah. didn't like that. She was upset about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she brought it, and it, uh, oh, his heart raced for his ex who's in the oh. house. That's and That's the ex, the ex, the ex's heart raced for him as well. So her guy wasn't happy about that. And then his girl, Paige, wasn't happy about it. And I got it. You know, I mean, guys, oh my God, I nearly, I nearly exposed myself. But you know, as a virgin, I don't know about her through the grapevine. <laughs> okay, we're doing this now. Yeah, we're doing this. Yeah, we're doing this. We're doing this. Okay. We're doing this. So like, you know, like when you've had a sexual encounter with someone before, it's very easy for you to be seduced by them again, in my opinion. I feel mm-hmm. like because you've you've seen because things, you know you've done more, things, yeah. and your body, like we can't control how our body reacts sometimes to certain things. So like if you find that person you found that person attractive before, you might hate them, but they yeah. would know your body and you would know theirs. And so your body will react even if your brain is like, this person's a, a dickhead, right? Yeah. Your body will react. So I think that's what happened. I think, you know, they've obviously had a sexual relationship in the past. And so that's why his heart rate raised, right? And when Paige came to Jackson was like, I don't like it. He was like, I had flashbacks first. That's what he said. I had flashbacks. And then he told her to F off that she's being dumb, basically. Okay. Yeah. 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 So Casa Moore comes along. So I bring those two couples because those two are the ones I actually care about. The rest I don't give a damn. And it was mad. So Casa Moore comes. The girls go. They get told they're going to on a date together as a group, like a girl's trip. They end up being taken to Casa Moore, which is another house. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they do every time, every season. Um, and what they do is they there's this concept of testing relationships. So what they'll do is they'll take they'll separate the guys and the girls. They'll give the guys new girls and they'll give the girls new boys. And then they'll leave them there for a week. And then they, when they come back, they get to decide: do they want to stay with the person they were with in the original villa, or do they, do they want to bring the person that they might have connected with in Casa Moore back into the villa? Okay. Now, bear in mind that Dami and Jax were moving like. These are the girls we want. We're in, like, this is it for us. Like, my head cannot be turned. Like, man's in it. Like, mm-hmm. I- I'm not going to be checking for no one. Cool. When the new girls came in, Dami was there doing freeway kisses with two other girls. Mad. Lips in other girls' bears and sleeping in the same bed with this other girl. Created a handshake with her the same way he created a handshake with India. Like, Mad. he was really moving as if, like, mm. you know, Jax. So Jax was playing two girls in that Casa Morehouse boy, playing two girls. Um, 
stuff was being done in the pool, stuff was done in bed, at nighttime with the girls, like he was really moving mad. He moved to one, made her think that he was going to go with her. Then next thing you know, he dropped her like hot potato, moved on to another girl. She thought she was going to, she thought she was getting into the main villa when it was time to recouple, yeah? Mm. Recouple night comes along. Dami chooses the new girl from Casamore. Okay. India comes in with a new guy. Difference is, India didn't do anything with the guy. She mm-hmm. just did the whole, as much as I really like Dami, I need to play this with my head. So I'm going to bring another guy in so that I've got more options to like choose from. Mm-hmm. She's not in a relationship with Dami. Dami's not in a relationship with her. So she was like, I'm going to bring this other guy in. His name was Deji. I'm going to bring him in just so I can get to know both of them. And then I can make my decision from there. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, Jax stuck with Paige. So he was just having fun girl- basically. Basically, but the girls that he played dropped it to Paige right there and then. That raw, like, especially the last one, she was like, Rah, I thought I was going to be in the villa because we had a connection. He was telling me that he's never felt this way about anyone before. Retete, retete, just basically. That night was mad because that was the night that as he was changing to go to bed, someone freeze framed the screen and mm-hmm. caught a glimpse, snapshot, screenshot. Of him in, in his panties with brown marks at the back, and we could all guess what that was, Detty boy. Um, and so from there, that went viral on on online. But I just wanted to give you a bit of the backstory. Now, mm-hmm. my question to you, yeah, is mm-hmm. do you think the guys are moving mad? Because you know, after the whole thing with um, because Dami and Jax were egging each other on, they were like hyping each other up. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. guys were treated like a guys like holiday trip, like boys trip. Yeah, yeah. They were doing a mad. A all the guys, all, yeah. yeah, all the guys apart from one was doing a madness with the girls in it. Um, so my question to you is like, do you think? Who do you think? Yeah, hold on. I will start with uh, Dami. Do you mm-hmm. think? I know I need to backtrack because Dami was upset with India for bringing someone into the house. Yeah, so he yeah, started, yeah. Acting, he started moving mad. Do mm. you think he had a right to be upset with her? Of course And not. do you think she had a right to be upset with him? For for him doing stuff? I mean, that yeah. one... So, no. He he had no right to be upset with her for bringing another guy and trying to have options. Not, not because of that, but because of what he did. If he had done nothing and she just brought some next guy, me personally, I'd be like, rah. Okay, I thought we were blessing it. Do you know what I mean? But he was moving mad. So, but that's the I. It's a it's a it's a deeper conversation that I, that I want to get into on that. But there's this thing about no accountability in black men. It's a theme, and it's mad annoying, and it just gets perpetuated everywhere I see. It's just this keeps coming back to this thing where they just never want to take accountability in the places that it's like broadcast, not generally speaking, but I mean, on shows or Mm. yeah. Oh, we definitely are going to talk about that because I have to, to, yeah. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, we definitely, because because I have to say that Dami, I've never seen someone on Love Island go from being liked to being hated. Mm -hmm. Like he was loved. Everyone loved him. And then all of a sudden, because of what he did in Castlemore mm. and the way he behaved well, when... How he treated her when, when it came to the... When she came back. No, yeah. no, but no. Even when he was out there, because the first night of Castlemore, he was really lipsing other girls. People were like, rah. And then people remembered he's Nigerian. And then that caused the whole thing. So we're definitely going to talk about that at some point, because mm. I definitely want to do a main topic on Nigerian men and this... 
hatred for Nigerian men is very serious right now. Mm, mm, <laughs> it's, mm, mm. It's, it's peak to be a Nigerian man in the UK right now. In London right now, it's peak to be a Nigerian man. And I feel like Dami just perpetuated that. Yeah. Um, and so now there's a lot of hatred yeah, we're not all oh, like Dami, you know. We're not all like Dami. Some of us are the real ones, the real deal. That's that's a Nigerian boy that you're dealing with over there. Need to find a man them still. No. Yeah, so there's that. My thing with the whole Jax thing is I don't understand how girls are moving mad for this guy that doesn't even know how to wipe his bum. Do you know what I mean? Like, for me personally, um, hygiene is a big thing for me. You can't date me if you're dirty. Do you know what I mean? We were talking about this literally just time of day. <laughs> it's nasty. Like this, this date and, and hygiene thing, but like, I couldn't think of anything worse. That is the worst thing to go viral for. On international, t- on international TV, you know. Are you mad? Dirty bum. That's what you're known for. Mad. That is shameful beyond belief. Very shameful. That cannot people, be my legacy. Never. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Man, them, please, please, please clean, clean your butt crease. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you All some, hygiene, girls care. Tips. All hygiene, we care. Bodily hygiene, we care. If you're the kind of person that sweats a lot, please carry a towel with you. Like, try and keep it clean. Keep it. Shower. If you sweat a lot, another thing I'll say, people that sweat a lot, like you want to make sure that your pit's not too much hair because it stores older. Like just make sure you smell nice. Girls care about smell. Smell we care about. If we're in an intimate situation and we happen to see your boxer and your boxer's looking a bit mad. <laughs> There's certain acts that you're not going to receive, if you know Mm-mm. what I mean. Because it's not happening. He's a certain acts. Listen, yeah, there's certain things. Certain like things. That, it's, it's over. No, nah, there's certain there's certain things that it's, it's not over. gonna go down after that. Like it's done. No. Yeah. So oral hygiene, body hygiene, you're under there. Keep it clean. Same thing for girls. I'm not just discriminating. It's just because we're talking about a guy. Keep yourself nah, clean, I'm people. The like it's pretty... man. To the flashbacks in the trap. Mm, yeah. Have you seen some things? Horrific. No, nah, it would. Oh damn! Oh damn! I ain't even gonna. I ain't even gonna do it. Oh damn! <laughs> but I was. I was like, mm, and that's the last. That was. Oh, wow. God. Oh god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 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 Woo. Well, that's the hot topics, guys. Mm-hmm. Guys, last week Venom dropped a bomb in the last yeah, episode. Boy. Dropped a bomb about um, cancel culture. Yeah, so baby. we're gonna, yeah, 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 babes. So we're gonna talk about that. And the question we want to unpick today is: Is cancel culture effective? Venom, what are you saying? Let me just power up real quick. Yeah, so cancel culture is not effective. That's my answer. Now, cancel culture is dead. Cancel culture is a very... I get why it originated. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people are acting a bit mad and mm. expressing themselves anyhow. Mm. But um, I think cancel culture is like a really, albeit immature way to express what it is that is being expressed. Because it's more like a, it's very knee-jerk reaction and um, bully-ish. 
Mm. But yeah, I think it, I think right in the beginning it was effective, but now it's just like it's lame. It's pretty lame because I it think... says it says more about society now than it does about the person who's being counselled, because you need to react to someone saying something or doing something that society deems wrong today whether that happened when society thought that was fine or whatever and then no one um really appreciates the idea that things move on and maybe that person doesn't feel that way anymore or maybe they've yeah. grown from that time whatever it may be so yeah 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 i agree with that back in the day cancel culture was more effective especially if we were using it for the right reasons. So like if someone has committed a really disgusting crime or something like that, mm-hmm. that's not something that you can really come back from. Like Robert Kelly will, is now known as someone who has committed the crimes he's committed. Mm-hmm. Even if he is um, rehabilitated through the prison system um, and he comes out and he's had therapy and he's had all sorts of like, you know, support and stuff. And he's now a changed man. And he says, do you know what? I'm not really into young girls anymore mm. um, and whatever. Um, the fact that he committed those crimes for so long, it sound, to me personally, it seems just that he was cancelled the way that he was cancelled, even though he's not 100% been cancelled because people, some people still listen to his music yeah, and support say, him. I don't really feel like I'd say it. I so, like cancelled. No, but the, the reason why I've brought him as an example is because that the level, what he did is so big and so bad that that's the kind of thing that I would expect someone to be cancelled for but mm-hmm. for someone saying something something however many years ago when they were young and stupid and that being the tweets being dug up for example now mm-hmm. that they're an adult and they're doing very well and that being the basis as to why we're cancelling them that's where I think that's wrong and I agree with what you're saying because mm-hmm. actually this it kind of gives the idea that people can't grow from their previous um, opinions and state of mind. Like we're saying stuff now. Who used to say that when this podcast is still running? Yes, I said when, not if. When this podcast is still running in say three, four, five years that both of us won't have different opinions on some of the things that we've spoken Mm -hmm. about right now. Does that mean that we can't change our minds and have a different perspective and a different opinion? Listen, no. In five years. And so it would be very in- irritating if, for example, me calling Ben and Bold some episodes ago say. And later on, I now say, actually, I think it's completely wrong to be calling Ben Bold or Retete, and someone goes through the rigmarole of finding an episode where I said something about bold men and then using that to cancel me. That would be ridiculous because clearly I've changed my mind. I think people have that have the right to do that but i think see the energy that you came with though when when i and my I fake apology you. yeah and my fake apology that's, that's <laughs> gonna be what they drink <laughs> it ain't gonna work five years from now you're definitely gonna be defending yourself because you're gonna have they're gonna be I, putting a case building a case against you for your sexual offenses oh whatever whatever i mean I'm not even going to say what I was about to say. I will do that when I get there. I'll cross that bridge on it, if and when I get to it. But that's that's more of an opinion that I was expressing. In our podcast episodes, we express opinions. The same thing with Twitter. People might say, hmm, no, I'm, I'm taking it back. Because there's things that are said mm. that are really harmful on Twitter and even on podcast spaces, I guess. And 
you can apologize for it and say I've changed or I've moved on or I see the error of my ways, but it doesn't take away from the fact that you hurt someone or hurt a group of people at the time. But you might not Is have it hurt enough a group to of people cancel? I mean, I know I didn't. I mean, I mean, let's go back to me calling you bold, yeah? Yeah. Remember, I called you bold. Yeah, yeah. So unless you come out and be like, actually, no, dummy, I for... Unless in a few I years did. from now, Venom... I said right now. On. No, you didn't. No, you... hold on. Right no, you didn't. I said I was no, offended. Like... No, you wasn't. I said no, I, was a... I was hurt. Deeply. Deeply hurt. Were you? Yeah. Seriously? Imagine. Imagine me being called bold. Venom. Hello. I'm really sorry if I hurt your feelings. Legit. Because well, I, I, I was, I don't accept. I don't accept. You don't apology. accept my apology. Nah. Nah, I don't so what to. do I? What do I need to do? You need what, to suffer what? at the hands of the law. Okay. <laughs> so how do we navigate past this point now, as co-hosts and podcast besties? Because yeah. we got to work together. <laughs> so how do we navigate through this now? I mean, the ball is in your court. Yeah, I'll think about it. All right, cool. But I said all of that to basically say that I didn't call a group of people or say anything derogatory to a group of people. I said it to you. Not to say that you don't matter. Mm-mm. All lives matter. But in the context, I was joking with you yeah. in, the, in, in that context. It was just, it was banter mm-hmm. for entertainment purposes of the podcast. But I didn't turn around and start like moving mad. <laughs> That's the thing in, I don't about even men think in it, general or say anything about, that was really. Do you know what I mean? And you know, on Twitter, some people have said really horrible things about black women in general, or said mm-hmm. really like right now, people are saying really horrible things about Nigerian men in general. And mm-hmm. in years to come, that might be something that people get cancelled for, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think when it comes to spaces where you, you any forum where people are expressing opinions or have freedom of speech, I think people need to understand that people grow and evolve. And unless in years from now, people are still talking in that way, have those derogatory um, feelings, thoughts and opinions about a set group or whatever, uh-huh, uh-huh. then this co- this cancel thing is dumb. The thing I hate most about ca- cancel culture is um, you might hear someone or see someone's doing really well. And then mm-hmm. it just takes for one person to go, I'm going to search certain trigger words on their Twitter feed yeah and boom expose them for saying something they shouldn't have said now even though back then it was somewhat considered as okay yeah um and a really good example of that is a few weeks ago now months ago now um there was a lot of like twitter spaces conversation around black men um or men in general and how women feel in, in regards to the treatment that they've received from men and this was the context of this was the whole Mark Cuban thing and the mm. Tim Westwood thing. And it sparked a lot of conversation um, and a lot of black women expressing their grievances around how they've been treated by men, specifically black men um, online in spaces and stuff like that. And literally every guy that would come up and speak and be like, yeah, man, then we need to do better real quick within seconds. They'd come up with something like, oh, we've seen some tweets from, 20, 2009 where you were calling black girls blah 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 and it just turned into like thousands of girls like focusing on this guy yeah. literally hanging him in the space and if they if he wasn't saying the right thing they were ridiculing him and it you know in the beginning for entertainment it seems funny 
But you've literally just done to him what he did to you back in the day. Yeah. You've literally bullied this guy now. <laughs> and I get he needs to take accountability for what he said back then, but he said it in 2009 and we're now in 2022. So I feel like the whole um, behavior around people going to look for things on purpose, I think that's sticky. And when we use that as a reason to cancel people, I don't agree with that. But if someone's committed a crime or done something really gruesome and nasty, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, we should be canceling them. And really it should be, it shouldn't just be the everyday Joe. And to be honest, even, even um, social media influencers and stuff, they're just normal people. If it's a celeb, cool. But if it's just like an influencer, it's redundant trying to cancel them because actually what you do is you stir up more conversation about them. Their names are being mentioned more. You're building up their engagement. All of a sudden people are going to pre their um, um, social media profiles to see what was said, mm-hmm, what was mm-hmm. done and stuff like that. And you're actually putting more money in their pocket, which means you're not actually canceling them. Yeah. By definition. But it's just, so it's just also like the, the number one, um, story that comes to my mind when I think of cancel culture and why it's ridiculous and doesn't work etc mm. is the uh, Kevin Hart story I don't know if you know about yeah, his, his mental yeah. Health, the Grammys yeah or the BAFTAs one of the two and um yeah and then someone dragged up this old tweet where he made a joke that had like obviously reference to homosexuality mm. and they were like oh yeah you need to apologize for it and he was like I already have like before and then mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize for it again. Mm. And that was that was my point. I was like, well, there you go. Like he's he's actually moved past this moment. Mm-hmm. And in fact, because it's resurfaced now, everybody wants to treat it like, like it's, it's now new. and yeah. view it through these this lens. Bearing this in mind lens. it was a joke mm-hmm. and he explained the joke. Mm-hmm. I, I you know, I definitely can understand that. Just because the joke doesn't mean everyone's going to find it funny, especially people yeah. from the community that the joke is about. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying is if we've moved past that moment, why are we going back? Even if that was today and then he apologized for it, um, I don't particularly feel like they would have been like, oh, yeah, cool. That's fine. Now mm. we can move on. Do you know what I mean? Everybody would be like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Just this... I still think, I still think, I mean, yeah, he didn't have to apologize for it. He, cause he's apologized for it already. I resonate with that because oh, I've publicly apologized already for calling Venom bold on more than one occasion now. And if it gets brought up again, I'm not going to apologize again, in it. I'm period. bringing it up again next week. That's your business. Um, I've already apologized. So, and it was a joke. So I get <laughs> it. For me though, I feel like, I feel like, you cannot actually cancel someone really unless you're really messing with their career, unless you're really messing with their money, you're not canceling them. Um, Mm. Talking about someone, even if it's negative, bad publicity is still publicity. People that do podcasts, that do video content or anything like that, blogs or anything like that, journalists, they know that actually, if you're, if you say something controversial, you're more likely to blow. So, Um, It's actually a strategy for some people for them to say wild things, knowing that it's going to create a buzz because people will talk about it. And then people talking about it, you're you're building their engagement. And in building their engagement, you're actually lining their pockets and giving them money. Mm -hmm. You're actually giving them peace. An example of cancelling someone, I feel like Will Smith is in the process of that because after he slapped Chris Rock, it actually messed with his money. Like now... 
Um, certain projects with Netflix have been pulled. He's not allowed to go to certain events anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's messing with his money and his career. That is cancelling someone. Again, I don't think um, people have done that to No, him people haven't. No, but people haven't done it, but the industry have. Mm. And that is that is that is what I would call effective cancelling. Like when um, Amber Heard made her allegations against Johnny Depp and it started messing with his money, started messing mm, with his mm. career. Certain people didn't want to work with him. Certain projects were cancelled and stuff like that. That's what I would call cancelling someone. Like, okay, we're actually going to stop you from being able to do the thing that you've been doing that we know you for. But then those examples, do you not feel like they are like top down cancelling? Like that's not, that's not the me and use of this. No, world. and that's my point. And that's my point because... I, what I'm trying to say is that type of cancelling works, whether it's top down or not. That's the that's that's what cancelling actually is. This whole oh yeah we oh, we don't like that person they're cancelled. No, it just means that you don't like that person, and you're, but you're still consuming content about them. You're still tweeting about them. Your podcasters are still talking about them. Mm. Like people are still like bringing to light this person and what they're about, and in doing that, it creates. Um, interest in them whether it's good or bad and mm-hmm. that doesn't cancel them the whole point of cancelling someone is to hush them mute them remove them like they're done they're done out here do you know what I mean like no one is paying attention to what they do no one's interested in whatever it is whatever um creative medium that they provide or whatever their job is or whatever no one's interested no one's buying into it no one's willing to spend money on them that's why I don't think the cancel culture is effective. It doesn't work because it, unless you've got the power to actually cancel this person, you're not canceling them. Mm-hmm. That's the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> I'm just thinking the reason why I'm, I'm sort of, um, it's because it's like, it sets a dangerous premise, I guess. If only the big organizations can cancel people. Which is I'm not saying the, they should be the only ones. I'm they saying, kind of are. Based on they, that, they are yeah. they are the only ones that can cancel someone i'm not saying it should be that way but they're the only ones that can do it mm. because they have the power to actually say we're not going to allow you into certain rooms anymore um whereas the public all we do is really perpetuate more engagement for that person mm. which is basically we're giving them free publicity basically mm. so yeah what for me i just feel like Cancel culture doesn't exist. It doesn't actually exist in the way that we think or feel that it does. I think the only people that have, really have the power to do it are from above, like the people above, the people in the high up places that can actually do it. Yeah. Um, and unless they care so much about what the public are saying and they act off of the public. Which they do, i.e. Will Smith, certain so, circumstances. The thing is, I reckon if you was to ask the public, Will Smith shouldn't be cancelled, you know? Yeah, no, but I think everyone was just scared for their brand. Like, like the thing is, Will Smith has not shown himself back to the public yet. So no one has a temperature check for what's to come. Yeah, I hear that. If you know what I mean. So that's why everyone... But then if like, you look at the... Um, okay, yeah. but then look at, look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. You can, you can actually argue that Johnny Depp was cancelled. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. He was. Yeah, so... But I don't know if that was because of public, the public, or if it was just because you've got a Caucasian actress who's really attractive, has made an allegation, 
Yeah, saying and that to you're some face, monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To save face, Hollywood basically said, okay, cool, we're not going to work with him. Yeah, we have to disassociate. It's more yeah. of a disassociation. Yeah. So, so, you know what I mean? But, like, now that his he... case is done, I reckon mm. he's going to, like, they're going to want to put him in whatever's going, but I don't oh, yeah, know. It would make sense. Just, it would make really sense for to. them to, absolutely, because it would make sense because people are more on Johnny's side than on mm-hmm. Amber's side, which I 100% agree with, to be fair. Um, but so so people would want to see him, and and it will create enough buzz for people. Like, oh my god, he's in a movie again. We've not seen him in a movie for ages, and people will run to go and watch the movie or whatever. Put him in a Marvel film, bro. That's gonna be... No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Maybe do another Pirates of the Caribbean and let he him said he make a comeback. No more. He said he didn't want to do that no more. Yeah. Well. Anyway. But yeah, I feel like. Yeah, that's a you know the Johnny Depp thing is another example of someone being cancelled from up, from up top, and it being effective. Yeah. But when it's like Twitter and other social media spaces, you're not that's really cancelling any. It's, it's not. It's just you're just you're just giving them free publicity. Mm. Basically, so you guys, if you try to cancel the unpicked podcast, best believe our ratings will go up, our following will go up, everything will go up. Please try and cancel us so we can just get to a million subscribers ASAP. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Line our pockets. You know what I mean? Trying to be that guy. Mm. Yeah, me. Million (laughs) subscriber podcast. You know what I mean? We're just trying to do, you know what I mean? Little film club where we go and watch movies together as a family. You know what I'm saying? Little listening parties where we'd be doing up new releases on Fridays together as a family and then a quick little discussion. Like we saying, we we thinking of this new burner thing. Should he have put it back in the oven for a few more months? All like that. That's us. Should, he have, should, us. He, have bur- should, he, should he have burnt it to a Mad. crisp and not put it out? Should he have burnt it? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with you though on the whole it's cancel culture is almost like a bullying tactic for sure because people are actually petrified to speak their minds now. Yeah. Because they're worried about being cancelled. Like, I was scared to put out our last episode. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I <sighs> was scared. And by the time this comes out, who knows? What would have happened? We might have been cancelled by the time you this episode's even ready. Yeah. I, and then we'll be hitting millions of subscribers. Exactly. Um, but even, not to say that we have any, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think we have any hurtful or disrespectful opinions in general. Mm-hmm. But, Simply because we might say something that goes completely against the grain of the majority, yeah. that's enough for you to be cancelled now. Mm-hmm. That's enough for people to attack you and have things to say. Case in point, when we aired on Auntie Cynthia G's thing, mm. where she dropped us in it, that could have the stuff that you were saying then. I know mm-hmm. the context. Yeah, I know the context because we were in the we were filming the episode together. I edited the episode. We've watched the full episode. People that watched the full episode might not have actually felt a way about what was said. People that saw the sound bite mm. and maybe saw a few, watched the, maybe watched up to 10, 15 minutes of the episode and didn't see or hear the rest of it, who probably would have made an opinion about us. Mm. That's enough for them to be like, they're cancelled. We don't care. We don't want to know or we're going to talk badly about them online. Um, and I know I've got trolls that hear bits and pieces of what I say. And, and you probably do too. And it's like, okay, they're cancelled. Yeah. And it doesn't... The whole point of having social media... that Well, for, I mean, 
I remember the days when we didn't have social media the way we have it now. Mm. And the whole point of social media back then, for me, in my opinion, was for people to express themselves openly. So long as you're not spreading hate or anything that is derogatory, you was allowed to have a difference in opinion. When I first joined Twitter back in the, around like 2009, 2009, 2010 times, Mm -hmm. people were talking wicked and bad. People were really like saying their piece. Saying how whatever they wanted to. Twitter now is regurgitated tweets. People say the same things. Those same things go viral. Yeah. No one's really saying the truth. And if you do say the truth, it does go viral. But you're gonna get bullied. It's it gonna you're canceled. gonna get you're gonna get cancelled or bullied. People are gonna come out, start saying stuff at you, saying stuff to you that they probably wouldn't be able to say to you to your face. Yeah. Um, but this is this so, speaks to the this speaks to the to the way that society is shaping itself these days mm. which is very much like we need to all be of the same mind otherwise one of us is wrong like we can't agree to disagree we can't exist and have different opinions we're not monolithic is exactly i'm like i don't i don't care like what 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 your opinion and your expression is that's mm. for you to care about i'm just letting you know what mine is and i'm happy for you to have your own just mm. let me have my own. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm listening. I'm hearing what you're saying, but this is where I've arrived at. I'm not necessarily yep. going to arrive at. Yeah. 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 I'm going to change what I think to what you think. That's not always going to happen. But yeah, I, we're I not mean, celebrating that that can also be a possibility. Yeah. I think, I mean, if you look at Instagram as an illustration, mm. most posts look the same now. It's the same aesthetic. It's the same, like, if you've got a, a woman who is a influencer, she's either going to go for the the clean, the clean, soft life aesthetic, which means basically everything in her house is white or beige. Yeah. And every other reel, she's pouring coffee. She's making coffee, sitting on the edge of the bed or the sofa, looking out of the window, drinking the coffee, ma- arranging pillows. It's the same sort of stuff. And then they just slap a aesthetic on it and tell you, oh yeah, that's clean girl aesthetic. Everyone is now becoming the same. So everything looks the same. And we're celebrating, we're celebrating falling in line. The moment you Mm. don't fit that, it's like, we don't like this. We don't Mm, like mm, this. mm. Um, And there's no originality anymore. And I feel like cancelling people is a way to kind of police people from having different opinions. Making people fall in line. Forces people to fall in line. I, the only time that I agree with cancel culture is when we're using it properly, which is when we're using it for hateful, derogatory, um, cruel stuff. Like when people are doing things that's actually harmful to people, um, then yeah, cancel culture to a degree. If it's something that's like, oh, I just expressed my opinion about something, we can all agree to disagree. So long as that opinion isn't something that is harmful or hurtful. But the thing is, is now people get hurt quicker and over the smallest of things um and i just yeah i just i just worry that we're moving into a world where people spend more time online but they can't be them their true authentic selves online so where does that like to what end where does that go think about it we're gonna have we've got multiverses are becoming a new thing mm. I would love for us to have a podcast in, in the multiverse, you know. In the metaverse, you mean? Oh, that's it. My bad. 
I got Marvel it's on cool. the I got Marvel yeah, on know, the brain. <laughs> in the like, metaverse. Wait, the, the, the multiverse. Yeah, a podcast in the metaverse. That would be one lit. in the multiverse. It's right here. <laughs> no, I'm talking. I'm thinking about like yeah, a, you're thinking like meta. I'm thinking meta. Like yeah, like yeah. Why, but I just wanted to come, come come to the event in meta. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. if it was like a live meta event? We can do that when when it becomes people a normal actually in, thing. And people can actually interact with us on there. Yeah. Like, like Wagwan virtual you? Yeah, but but we'd have to control that because if someone tries to interrupt me to talk wicked and bad, I will just remove you. Well, they, the, the thing is, in the metaverse, there <laughs> might be like, you know what I mean, loads of games. Like, you might be able to to beef people and then resolve the beef with like an actual challenge. Like, you might be like, raw, man's talking a bit rude to me. What, so you want to play a game of chess right now? Or like one of them meta boxing things. Or yeah, something. you want to you want to take it outside like, and the wait, inside of the. Yeah, do you want to take wanna, it outside? Do you want to take this outside and the inside of the metaverse? Let's yeah, do like, this. Do you want to just you want to touch? Are you on it? Are you on it like that? Don't think so. Because because <laughs> man's like level fifty mage out here. Like, you, are you ready do you know for what the magic? I mean, man's been out here for a while. You know, I've been metaversing. You know, bruv. Man, for, for some time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you all the things I've downloaded, bruv. I'll. Do you know what I mean? You're not ready. Ready for this? Yeah, I dash my NFT in your head, bro. Listen, don't make me do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> I actually wanted to make some NFTs, like unpicked podcast NFTs. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. But, but yeah, my thing with yeah. the metaverse, or well, not necessarily with the metaverse, but what you were saying about everyone having this monolithic one identity and stuff. Yeah, it's basically what's meant to happen in it because. Like I was talking time ago, and I say time, I mean a couple of episodes ago about how um, government took over from religion in controlling people and giving people, you know what I mean, direction and order. I, th- I feel like the metaverse and social media sites and those organizations will take over from government in trying to create world um, direction and culture and understanding and ways of being, et cetera, et cetera. So... That's by net, like, you know what I mean? That's by purpose of these platforms. There's a reason why that clean girl aesthetic gets promoted in the algorithm. There's a reason why this thing gets promoted in the algorithm. There's a reason why second girls like mad curvy, like BBL curvy, it gets shown to loads of like girls of this demographic. There's a reason why anytime you go on the explore page, there's like a lighty in the explore page, like half naked. If I go on the explore page, I don't even have to scroll. There will be a light-skinned girl of some capacity, very naked-ish. There's a reason for all of these things. Like This is all by design. It's not like coincidence or, oh, that's your explore page. But my explore page is like blah, blah, blah. No, like literally, these things are for a reason. Everything that's promoted is for a reason. There's people... The main reason is capitalism. That's the main reason. I mean, to a degree, but... Yeah, because they want you to stay on the... They want you to stay on the socials so they can advertise to you more so you can spend more money. And right now, the clean girl aesthetic is all about, oh, getting... The clean girl soft life aesthetic is all about, okay, looking your best all the time. That requires a lot of money, getting your hair mm, done, mm-hmm. nails done, you know, um, spending money on um, lighting candles and having the best interior decor and mm-hmm. 
you know, going for the expensive coffee dates and dinner dates and you know what I mean like that lifestyle is ex- mm. it's, it's not a cheap lifestyle people are going broke for this clean girl um soft life aesthetic you know people mm. are actually Klarna it's a real thing people are going broke not I everybody mean, can afford every, it well, so Apple's it's, 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 it's a, well it's all aesthetics it's not aesthetics it's all capitalism it's all a way to get people to spend money that's what it's about mm. I think it's more um, a way to create order to be honest but to the it end, could be a bit. To, it could be create, a bit of both. Yeah, to, to also to 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 aid in capitalism, though. Yeah, it's all it's to make the rich rich. It's to make the likes of, um, Elon Musk rich. Um, you know, it, basically, data is the most expensive commodity right now, investment mm-hmm, wise, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. us spending our time online and us giving them more information about what we like and then being able to advertise to us. It's a big deal. Mm. And you've got to ask yourself, why is that? That's why everything looks samey, samey online because they want us. It's, it's, it's a mixture of the two. I, I do agree with you about the whole, they want us to have like one identity or monolith, monolithic, what control, um, everyone to think the same way, almost like a, like a it's just this is a conspiracy theory by the way but it's like you know kind of like an irobot thing like everyone's just mm. like doing the same thing thinking the same thing behaving the same way yeah um but i think even before that sort of control it's money because if they've got that sort of control on you they can control how you spend your money mm-hmm. what you spend your money on and how much money you're spending as yeah. well so i feel like it's all it's all to aid capitalism mm-hmm it just reminded me of this situation where I was working, I was talking to a friend about my personal experience. And I was saying, you know what? I really don't like Christmas. They were like, why don't you like Christmas? I was like, oh, because like, I don't know, like for other people, they like the hustle and bustle. But for me, it's like all this hustle and bustle for one day. And then like on the day, because my parents are not together, I've got to spend some time with my mum when my nan was alive. I would then go and spend some time with my nan because she wouldn't always leave the house or she wouldn't necessarily leave the house early enough for me to see her. And then I've got to go to my dad because I obviously I want to see everybody. So I'm like, mm. I hate it. Having to go, go, go. That's what Christmas feels like to me. Anyway, mm-hmm. because I was working in retail, there was a customer, air shot away. She heard all this, came up to me and said, I ruined her Christmas. I'm thinking. I'm talking about my Christmas, sis. I'm talking about me. What's yeah, it got to do with you? you? I said, your Christmas is already ruined if random black guy working in retail can talk about his own life and it ruins your Christmas. But this is what I mean. She was having her own experience and she took what I was saying like it was intended for her. Mm. It's not. Mm. It's not. And this is what... I guess this is the issue is that everybody wants to apply everything to their life. A lot of times when we talk about stuff, I then go, yeah, but from my experience, just to give the context of what I'm thinking and feeling, but I don't take it Mm. on board like that. Mm -mm -mm. Like once we finish the discussion, I put that down. That's not, you know what I mean? It doesn't belong to me. That's not me. Cool. That's just what I would have done in that situation and how I would have felt, blah, blah, blah. Done. And we move. But everybody literally wants to just internalize oh ugh. are you basically saying that people are just too sensitive hell yeah 100 percent. like really just i don't know if i agree i feel like i feel like people have always been sensitive but people first of all the internet wasn't the internet when we were younger mm. so people probably still had those feelings mm. 
mm-hmm. and those opinions, but we weren't privy to it because it wasn't on a platform for everyone to access and see. So you would only have those discussions in your smaller communities. Um, and if you were having them in your smaller communities, people might feel a way about it, but mm. they didn't have the collective backing because there wasn't the whole internet or half of the internet or whatever backing you in your sensitivity. So I still think that these opinions and these thoughts mm. or whatever were there from back in the day and they probably were still harmful and upsetting to some people, depending on who you were talking to. It's just that there wasn't the collective backing anymore that we have today yeah, I, because of the internet. So I, I'm not too sure if we, we live in a world where people are more... Cool. I think it's cool now. I, I, I don't think that people are more sensitive. I just think that we are... Um, exposed to more people being sensitive because mm. we are exposed to more people, period. Yeah, but I definitely think it's cool as well to be sensitive and to be an empath online and think. Yeah, think that's because of the whole sense of. And, and oh no. my gosh, and how, look at how these people are being marginalized and this is the representation and blah, blah, blah. Like all of that pandering stuff online is cool. It's a, it's a, I think it's a two things now. can be true at once with this one. So I think I agree with you, but I, I also stand firmly in my opinion on this, mm-hmm. which is I think it, we, the, these sensitivities have always been there. We've just not been exposed to it. People are a part of different demographics at any given time. So, for example, we're both part of the black demographic. We're also both part of the African demographic. Mm-hmm. We're also even part of the British African mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, community. Again, East London, London, East London community. We can even take it all the way down to North East, mm-hmm. North, East mm-hmm. London. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? All at the same time. So if someone is talking about, oh, if someone was to, if someone was to challenge being African, West mm-hmm. African, yeah. we would sit into that. At the same time as someone challenging and saying stuff about being from London, yeah. we would both sit into that. So at any given time, well, the reason why I'm saying it this way is because at any given time, anyone could be a subject of a topic or opinion that could be deemed harmful to a demographic that you fit in mm-hmm. at any given point in time. In terms of me speaking and imagining mm. all of those various different da- uh, demographics, I'm not going to be dancing through all of that sensitivity like, oh, but I can't talk about people from London. And, you know, because like, and, and then, oh, but they're also West African or African. Mm. And then mm. da, da, da. it's just like, mm. what? So what am I supposed to be doing? Dancing all day just to tell you, look, like, that top you're wearing, it's not for you. But now I've got to be like, oh, because the people from London... No, my top's Africa, for me. What are you talking about? Blizzard. Guys, don't you think I look cute? What do you mean? Come on, yeah. your Tokyo Drift. And Sorry. that's what I'm saying. And like, and the reason why everyone has to be sensitive is because everyone is doing the dance. I'm not on mm. the dance. If no one's doing the dance, people would just be like, yeah, like, I don't really like it when people talk about people from London a certain way, but you get me, it just is what it is. And they just move with it. It's only it's only a vibe to be that sensitive because everyone's enabling it. I agree. You don't need to, ena- don't need to enable I that level. I agree of- with you so long as what whatever is being said isn't something that you should be sensitive about. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But people want you to be sensitive about things that don't require sensitivity. Rather, you're actually. I also London. think that. I also think that. Personally, I know that you're quite chill and not much phases you. 
Not mm-hmm. much. FaZe is my co-host, I have to say. I need to learn to be more zen like him. Um, and so I think that's why you're probably speaking from that perspective. I am a mm-hmm. sensitive person. Shock horror. Um, yeah, I'm a sensitive person. And I like it that way. It's all part of me being soft and not having to uh, be this strong black woman. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying being sensitive because it's like I've not really had the opportunity or the chance to be growing up because I had to be the strong black girl. Right now, I'm really loving the fact that I can be sensitive and now my voice can be heard without me having to feel like, oh, you know, she's just being she's just being over the top. She doesn't need to take it that way. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Let me take it how I want to take it and express that I don't like no, something. Of course, of so course. I think, I think, I think um for some demographics, it's it's a good time for us. Because you know, we're allowed to express um pain, hurt, dissatisfaction, mm-hmm. grievances about things that we weren't really given the opportunity to in the past. Um, but on the flip side, I can say that about the stuff that I care about. There's probably other people out there that you might think that's not that deep, but to them, they really care about that. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. But and that's me it's... sitting on the fence again, because no, as no, usual, no, no, I'm always but... like, I'm such a people person. I'm just like, oh, think about everyone. But no, seriously, like something that you might not care about to someone else that, you know, yeah, it's a big deal. This is, but this is the thing. It, it's, it also comes down to, I think that this level of sensitivity that we're experiencing now comes mm. down to the fact of, um, I'm trying to think who even said it, but it's, it's definitely to do with some conspiracy theories, but they were saying that basically the secular world tries to get people to live within themselves um, and to experience life from within. It's, it's mad. It's not mad deep, but it's, it's something in it. But like, mm. I guess the question that I'm asking you or the scenario is who is Dami Zane? Is Dami Zane you, like you, your physical body, your physical being, and your heritage and your history, etc.? Or is Dami Zane like a part of your brain that understands your existence? Or is Dami Zane a spirit that controls your physical vessel? Okay. Because Depending on which so, one of those three things is Dami Zane, mm, completely changes how everything that happens in your so life. So Dami Zane is the person, the physical body, but also the spirit. That's my answer to that, really. Because the thing is, yeah, even if he was to even if he was to lift the spirit out in this world, in this plane, mm-hmm. in the world that we live in, in the secular world that we live in, I am all of those things that make me who I am. I am mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. I'm from. I am yeah. the area that I've lived in, the education that I've had, you know, the type of family construct that I come from, mm-hmm. friends I have, blah, 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 everything, all the socializations, primary, secondary, and all that yep. jazz. Um, they make me who I am. And they, those things have helped to frame the mindset that I have and the mm-hmm. way that I view the world and my opinions and how I speak, how I convey my feelings, how I convey my experiences and et cetera. You can't, I don't think you can separate the two. You can't separate for, for the spirit an adult, and the body. Yeah. And the mind. While you're on this world, in this world. Because in order for you to separate the mind, this we've moved, we've really gone left, but it's cool. In, in my opinion, in order for you to separate your mind and your spirit and your body 
from each other. You actually have to unlearn everything that you've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, but that is a almost impossible task because even as you're unlearn, uh, even as you think you are unlearning what you're learning, taking it real deep, you're actually just reinforcing what you've been taught and what you've learned already. It's not that you're necessarily pulling yourself away from those things because the the way the brain the, the brain itself is very monolithic. So if your focus is to pull yourself away from certain things, that's all you're going to actually be doing is drawing yourself near to it. But you're not yeah. you're not necessarily unlearning. You're learning a new way of being. I believe it's almost impossible to be like, my mind is separate from my body. I don't think so. They're heavily connected. And if you believe, people that believe in spirituality do believe that they get to a certain level of spirituality where they're able to to, to um, divide the two. Um, I would like to meet someone who has reached this so-called level of spirituality that thinks that they've been able to separate their mind from their body and their body from their spirit. And once we meet that person, we can maybe interview them and ha- or have them as a guest on the podcast and I'll be interested to hear what they say. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think it's possible. And we can definitely table that unless you want to... No, I definitely want to table it because I want to... Cool. Because we've gone it. so left. Mm-hmm. We've gone so left from the combo. <sighs> yeah. I think we should close up. What do yeah, you think? Yeah, I think yeah. we should. Definitely, I feel like... Because... Um, we're next. Cool. Yeah. We could talk right. about that. So, we've reached the end. We've gone left. <laughs> screw, screw. Left again. We've gone left so many times. We're now back on the same path. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you for sticking <laughs> around and seeing our uh, latest episode. Hope you've enjoyed. If anything you take away from this, one, subscribe. Two, give us a like for the video because that's always nice. And three, probably go and watch Love and Thunder because it's hilarious. Um. Yeah. So... Without further ado, <laughs> Audrey, <clears throat> I want to bid you a farewell from myself and my wonderful home slash co-host, David Tizane. Mm-hmm. And until the next time, peace. Peace.